Welcome to AWS She Builds Tech Skills with your hosts, Maya and May. Hello, everyone. Welcome to She Builds Tech Skills. My name is May. I'm a solutions from solutions architect from Amazon Web Services. Um, so happy International Women's Day to all the viewers out there. Today is a great opportunity to come together, um, share the thoughts and also share our experience and and see how the how the journey resonates with you for today to celebrate International Women's Day. We want to spotlight our amazing speakers um, and also special guests who are from AWS and also from the community who are doing amazing things and also invaluable contribution to our community. With that, I have my co-host, Mai. Thanks, May. Hi, I'm Mai. I'm a solutions architect from Amazon Web Services as well. So we have some fantastic uh, women here today. Uh, and we'll start off with Chris. Chris Howard, she's the head of DevRel in APJ. Welcome, Chris. Hey, ladies. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thanks for being here. And we have Lucy Webster. She is uh, the cloud engineer at iTalk, and she's also uh, the lead for the AWS Brisbane Meetup, as well as an AWS Community Builder. Hi, yes. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here as well. Thanks for being here. Uh, we also have Zainab Maleki. Uh, she's the principal tech uh, lead at Mechanical Rock and based in Perth. Uh, she's also an AWS data hero. Hi, Zainab. Hi, everyone. Um, super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. With that, Great. May, did you want to dive into the next question? Yes, really amazing. And I just want to welcome everyone on the audience watching our live streaming. Um, everyone who is supporting all our guest speakers, like, you know, give a shout out to our speakers. If you know the speakers, just put it in the chat. Say hi to the speakers. If you have any questions, for the speakers, put it in the chat as well, and we can have a Q&A um, as we go through. So first, before we go into the questions, Chris, I'm going to start with you. Um, tell us what do you do at AWS like you will be explaining to a five years old? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, I used to be a solutions architect, so I used to be on the team with May and Mai, actually, but then uh, two years ago, I moved to the developer relations team. So if you've ever been to an AWS event and seen people up on stage talking, probably somebody from my team, we do that kind of thing. So we, we, we go and we speak at conferences and events. We, we create talks and demos, write blog posts uh, all over social media all the time. It's pretty fun. Um, but there's a lot of parts of the job as well that, that you know, I think people don't, don't necessarily see the less glamorous parts. You know, I mean, as a manager on the team, I'm in a lot of meetings. You know, we have a lot of plans and strategy and writing out documents about what we're going to try and do to make the experience of developers using AWS uh, services better and easier and, and more fun. Um, we take feedback from our customers, uh, same as the solutions architects do, you know, when people tell us um, about their friction or something they want to make better, we work to try and make uh, that better with internal teams. Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that as well. And I've got a team of six people across Asia Pacific right now, and hopefully we'll be adding more to my team later this year. Cool. That's, that's really amazing. I would say that's a really cool job. You get to do, you know, public speaking, going to the event. And then you live in the dream, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Document writing, taking the customer feedbacks, and then you know working with the internal team to improve the product and services. That's that's really cool. Um, I'm gonna go to the next speaker, Zainab. Um, tell us what you do, um, like in your day job. Uh, hi again. <laughs> I think that's one of the hardest questions these days. That what do I do? <laughs> Um, from my title as a technical principal consultant at Mechanical Rock, but what it actually means, it, it's difficult to explain. Like we, we're basically consultant. We get projects from bigger companies or like even sometimes smaller companies. We go and start the project from designing, architecting, to delivering, to handover, training, and then come back and go to the next project. And, um, I've recently been working specifically in the data area. Um, 
That's really awesome. It's like a, a Lego pieces. You're putting together, uh, making sure that the projects, things, you know, the products and then the the um, the team and everything working together. So that's pretty cool. All right. Last but not least, Lucy Webster. So um, cloud engineer, what does the cloud engineer do in every day? Okay. Oh. So I think for me, I have two aspects of my job. So I have the cloud engineering side where it's really technical. Uh, I'm in an operations team. So I my my team provides 24-7 support to customers. Um, yep. I like to describe it to a lot of my friends as a glorified troubleshooter. So like I'm the Telstra support, but instead of for this person from finance or whatnot, is for CTOs, developers, uh, technical leads from different companies. So, um, I mean, provide the fixes and improvements of operational platforms for customers. Um, and then the second part is I also run a team of five. So there is a team lead to help, I guess, mentor, mentor, drive what we're going to do and provide that output for the customers as well. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Do you get two AM pager alerts? That's what I was wondering yeah. too. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm lucky now because I'm a team lead. Like it's not as frequent, but I am on the every the twenty four seven schedule because I'm an escalation point instead. So I must admit <laughs> the two AMs are not fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> Awesome. No, that's thank you so much, ladies, for joining us today. And and also on the on the live chat, if you have any questions, uh, please pop in the chat. You know, if you want to know about what is a cloud engineer, what is the developer relationship, um, do at AWS, pop in the chat. Um, we we're all gonna we will also gonna share the um, the LinkedIn connections uh, to our speakers. So you can go and connect with the speakers at the end of this session. My, I know you have got questions lined up. What's the next question? Yeah, I'm just uh, interacting with the, the Twitch audience here as well. So there's a few comments here as well. Uh, Shivani Goyal 99 says, thanks and hi. Um, and also the Blue Lad, what an awesome group of speakers. So thanks for watching. Um, yeah, we do have an amazing group of speakers here today. Um, there's... Saluk R as well um, and Nadia Ray uh, Zed Dana is our dark queen, queen. wow <laughs> nice <laughs> that's amazing thanks <laughs> oh, cool. yeah so uh, keep those comments and questions coming and uh, we'll make sure we'll get them answered and feature this out there um, so we've heard about, you know, what your day-to-day -day is like from uh, the panel today, and I'm keen to understand uh, how did you get into that role? And I think a lot of the audience are keen to understand how to, you know, to get to that level because, you know, especially if you're, uh, whether you're coming from a technical role or non-technical role, people are interested. So let's start off with Lucy. Okay. Okay. Uh Honestly, a lot of hard work, um, a lot of effort, I think, both in the day and also outside of hours just to trade up and getting confident and whatnot. Um, but I think as part of that, I got very lucky. I've been in the same um, company since I've gone into my workforce from uni. I worked my way up from like an intern to where I am now as a team lead. Um, and it's just been a lot of learning and growth as I've gone. But yeah, also I think helping and getting involved in a lot of the community aspects. So um, I run the AWS user group now in Brisbane. But before that, I would go to that um, network there and kind of like that learning experience and putting yourself out there in my career. But yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Going to user groups in your local area, that will definitely help with networking because there's going to be uh, people looking for certain roles like cloud mm -hmm. engineers, et cetera. So I always suggest to those looking to get into that certain role, go network. That's the best way, right? All right. So um, thank you, Lucy. Uh, Zainab, keen to hear your career journey and how you got to this current role. Um, so I started 
in Iran. Um, that's kind of where I'm originally from. I went to high school over there, studied computer science. And basically, like in high school, you have to choose a major, what you want to do in the future. It was total accident. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know anything about computer science. And then when I got to it, I fell in love with programming and I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I um, went to university back home and then we came to Australia, went back to university, redone study and got an internship with Bankwest and graduate program with Bankwest. Did like a few years there and then I joined Mechanical Rock, which was a consulting. I think out of my whole experience working as a consultant helped a lot to grow and learn a lot faster because when you work for a bigger company, then you just add small bits and pieces to an existing application. Versus for consulting, you kind of have to be on your feet the whole time, learn from the start to the end, and like um, kind of learn, learn the end-to-end process. So I think that's what helped me to get here. Zainab, is it true that everybody in Western Australia works for Bankwest at some point in their career? That's <laughs> very true. <laughs> Yeah, Perth has a small IT community, so not many places you can move around. (laughs) (laughs) All mining companies, right? (laughs) I've learned a lot being in Bankwest. There are a lot of like social skills, um, soft skills, so a lot of things that learned, and I'm very appreciative of it too. Awesome. Thanks, Zeno, for that insight. And Chris, last but not least, what got you here? Yeah, well, I, I grew up in the U.S., obviously, you can tell from the accent, and nobody in my family was an engineer, but my mom did was, was a sysadmin was um, for a local company, manufacturing company, so we always had computers growing up, and I was always using computers, um, but I didn't actually do the computer science degree. I was uh, a little too afraid. I did an arts degree, but I, I had a side job building websites all through uni and then basically went into tech as a self-taught person uh, after university and started as a web developer and did that for a number of years, moved to Australia um, and did that for many years here. I was a business analyst then um, and, and did that in several companies. Uh, was at Channel 9 for a while here, building uh, some of, uh, that's why I made the leap into management, managing teams, development teams, and um, and then went to work to Canva for a while. And that's when I started getting into doing a lot of conference speaking in the community. And and like these two ladies, like I think the community is ha- has been the source of all the best jobs that I've had in my career. Um, I got involved with the Girl Geek Sydney community, which is still going. They're now called Geek, G-E-E-Q. Um, and a lot of the meetup groups I, I owe a lot to. And that's how I got headhunted to, to come to Amazon. And I've had a couple different roles while I've been here. So I think it's kind of interesting that there, there are more of us arts degree people lurking in tech than I think a lot of the younger people realize. Oh, I totally agree. I'm, I'm actually an arts slash psych degree person as well. So. Really? Psych? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's pretty amazing. Actually, I met Chris at the... Back in like I don't know, it's long time ago. I don't six remember seven, this. It was at the hackathon event. Oh, so she you, hacks. She hacks event or AWS oh. she hacks event, and um, I wasn't at the AWS. I was well. I was um, that was Girl Geeks. Girl Geeks did yeah. that. Yeah, cool. The, yeah. And AWS AWS helped out, but I was involved with that before I even joined AWS. Oh, I didn't remember that. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know that was long time ago, but all since women then, hackathon, like, yeah, hackathons, um, meetups that really helped to connect with people and also like community grow my community there. That's really helped like along the journey. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, we have got another questions in the in the tech. Um, it's a lot of you know trends and tags and all of these happenings around you, and but I want to like take a step back what really make you interested in tech because people stumble across or some people have like a a a straight path but what really is passionate you to get into tech or like wake you up in the morning like i i really want to drive this or like either it's a community group or like things that you're doing what makes you passionate in in tech i'm gonna i'm gonna start with zainab for the first one um I think, yeah, for me, like my journey started from high school and I think programming was 
what really got me into it that I had my first programming class and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what it is. And then we had like Visual Basic in there where you add a button and then you click a button and you make it to change the color or something happens. And I was like super excited that I could create something that it, it was mine. Um, and, then, and then also like um, when I was in back in high school, like ages ago, I was reading a book. It was a romance novel. It was a story of a woman who um, lost her parents, lost everyone. She didn't have anyone at some point in her life. And all of her parents' money and like um, inheritance, she gave it to her husband, but she cheated. He cheated on her. So it was like a day that she felt completely hopeless in the middle of the street. That she had no one, no money, and like imagine like that. That book was about um, from Iran, right? Like in, in a country like Iran, if as a woman you're like left alone and you have no support or no, nothing. It's really difficult. You can get like in really difficult situations, but because she had like this expertise, I think she was like a chemical engineer or something. She went back to her uni professors and she built her career up and like she built such an amazing life and it was like totally inspiring. So you know, like I had those light bulb moments that I want to find a career for myself. That if any time in my life, if I'm hopeless and I have no support or no one. I can build myself up. I can just pick myself and start again. And um, when I went to programming classes, that was it. Like it was like an expertise that I loved it. And um, I think it, it would have given me a job anywhere that I did go, which it did happen. I came to Australia and I got a job again. <laughs> That's really inspiring. You know, like you find the passion, something that you can just go and like. I'm gonna try this. Just give it a go, and hundred percent. And and now where you are, that's that's really inspiring. Now, Chris, what about you? What's really get into tech, and what's your really passions in tech? You know, I think as you get older, uh, the passion wears off a bit. And look, let's let's be real here. There are days where I'm like, ugh, I'm gonna quit tech. I'm gonna go be a farmer or something, or move back to Indiana. <laughs> I have the same like, well. Yeah, I, I want to go... like grow plants. <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah in the countryside yeah. yeah yeah i just joke i'm gonna go join my mom my mom now in her retirement runs a patchwork quilting shop so i'm like that's that's the oh, dream man. that's a dream um, yeah that sounds like so much fun yeah and so for me for me tech it was always a means to an end like i loved building websites i loved what you could use it for to build an app to accomplish something i was never sort of one who was into the elegance of of the code of the technology and i mean my it, my my partner my husband is an engineer and he he despairs whenever i ask him to help him debug something i've written because i write the worst spaghetti code in the world but as long as it works it's for me i don't care you know i'm not writing for other people um so for me like i i think i i love the potential of technology what it can do for us um, it's been an amazing career. Like I want women to be in tech because it's an amazing career path. Like, you know, the amount of money you can make, being able to go all over the world, being able to work for anywhere, provide for yourself, for your family. I don't think there is a better career path out there. Um, and so I want there to be women doing it. And I also want to make it a better place so that the things that annoy me don't actually, you know, keep other women from, from being part of it. That's really cool. Um, I think like you're spot on, like, you know, what the the challenges we're facing today and we can make a change for tomorrow and then the future generations. So hopefully we can all um, drive together on the change um, on, on the International Women's Day. Uh, but I just I want to ask the questions to Lucy as well. What what's really get you excited in tech? Um, for me, it's more about I guess like I love teaching people. So it's really about like taking what I've yeah. learned and something like I l love my my job with the operations and fixing. So I like being able to take something I've learned from a problem and then being able to implement a solution or a guide and then taking my team into that and like teaching them how I would have done it. Um, but going back when I was in school, I always was interested in tech. I knew I wanted to be in a STEM field, whether it was science, math, or technology, or engineering. I just wasn't too sure exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, in uni, I ended up doing a software engineering degree. I didn't mind the programming side, but I loved the networks, networking and security side, so the more infrastructure side, where it's not the 
typical thing people like, but I get that now, get that in my job where we are on AWS infrastructure. We get to do a lot of networking, a lot of security, a lot of fixing. And I just love that about it. So, but the core passion is being able to teach people and train and mentor, whether it's on a technical level or just on their soft skills as well, like helping someone display what they're trying to tell a customer in an email is probably one of my favorite things to do because it's like, this is my thought process, but what are you thinking? Let's kind of combine it together and get the outcome we want to do. Yeah, because um, this kind of soft skill, they don't teach at university, you know, how do you influence people or how do you get your point across when you're Mm. trying to be like straightforward, but at the same time, respectful to the other person. It's just like, you just, you learn on the, on the job, but if you have a mentor who can help you out and guide you, it makes you know, the, the process is a lot smoother and you learn a lot from teaching other people as well. So um, thank you for doing that to the community and also the, the younger generation, Lucy. Um, we probably have a lot of questions. I can see the chat going crazy. <laughs> Mike, yeah, do you have no, questions from the audience? <laughs> we do. But before we go into that audience question, I, I just want to interact with some of the comments. So, you know, there's M Margaret, I know Margaret. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So familiar faces. Um, and Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Happy RWD. Uh, and uh, and Olga. I know Olga. Just chatted to her this morning. Hello. Uh, and hackathons. Uh, free Dom Dow. Yes. Definitely check out the hackathons and any other community event that's happening. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about some later. Uh, spaghetti code for the win, of course. I mean, to be honest, I've written a lot of spaghetti code. <laughs> That's done. Yeah. As long as it, as it makes sense to you, it's all good. Yeah, exactly. As long as it does the job. <laughs> and uh, Lucy, my lead. Do you know this person? Hope yeah, she's one of my team members. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you for supporting us and also Lucy. <laughs> Uh, there's more. Uh, nah, rump, rampling? Yeah, love that. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's go to the uh, the audience questions. So um, let me post that up there. So, okay. So question is, what's your advice for someone who wants to follow your path in terms of learning, connecting to the right people, and being visible? Okay, let's start off with Chris. Yeah, I think it's really, this is where networking is important. And I think for a lot of my career, I think a lot of technical people, technical people get the idea that networking, not the kind Lucy does, not like software networking, <laughs> like we're talking people networking here. There's kind I had this perception that it was kind of like a negative, like somebody once complimented me on being a really good networker. And I um, honestly kind of took it almost as an insult because I think a lot of technical people think that it's, it's like what salespeople do. Like it's not, it's so we devalue it, you know? Um, and, and I think you got to get past that. Okay. Uh, go to the community and actually interact with people, um, build a network, not so that you can, you can leverage it. Yes. The point of course is to leverage it, but actually like, uh, I, 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 when I connect with people on LinkedIn, I ask them questions. I actually collaborate with them on things. It's not just something that I feel like I get from my network. I also try and give back. Um, like Lucy said, teaching is a way and mentoring people. I, I think I saw uh, in the comments, some people are mentored by people on this chat. Like um, building your network through positive interactions like that is one way, I think. And honestly, I attribute I attribute my job at, at Amazon to that, to, to why they reached out to me in the first place was because someone that I knew through my network recommended me here. Um, and even moving internally, like I have done a lot of work to meet other teams and, and join different groups at Amazon to meet, make connections across the org because the best jobs are not listed on a job website. They're the ones that you get referred for. Um, so that would be my biggest tip if you want to emulate any of the women on this chat is to actually build out your network with with people and help them help them yeah absolutely agree networking is super important um so make sure you go to the uh, community meetups uh, that you know all of us are part of uh totally agree um Zeno, what's your thoughts on this i think it's very similar yeah being active in the community going to meetups meeting people and then also um 
things I was gonna say and I completely forgot. Um, someone to follow your path. I think I, I was like at the start of my career, like I was working as a performance tester and I thought like it was good enough that I was such a hard working person, being my laptop, work hard and then like not not network that much, not go and do extra things outside work activities and things like that. And then I learned through my career that you do have to do that. There's like, even if you're like really good at your job, but if that's the only thing that you're doing, you'll, you'll never be visible. If you want to be visible and if you want to open opportunities for yourself, for your career, then um, you you have to do things like talks, trainings, going to meetups and, and uh, yeah, like some of the outside works. It's not mandatory, it might not be what you want, but like it, it depends what's, what's your goal, like where do you want to take your career? Yeah, definitely. I see a common pattern here of, uh, you know, enabling others around you and I think um, that's, that's really important and I totally agree with that one too. And Lucy, uh, what are your thoughts around, um, around this? Yeah. Well, I, I agree with what the other two are saying completely. Like, it's about making the connections, whether it's in your community or your job. Um, but, like, the one thing I've found as well is all good and well in your outside community, but also making sure that you are working hard in your job to make those relationships with other people in d different departments, in your department, um, helping out where you can, um, being there to teach, but also improving your social given that social relationship with them. I think for me, it's very big on social and wanting to interact with people. So going, if I've not met someone, if when I meet them, making sure it's like a, hey, who are you? Like, I'm this person. You can come to me for X, Y, Z. Um, what do you do? Let's chat. And I think also trying to reach out and say, do you want to do this user group? Do you want to do this um, talk, so trying to bridge that gap as well. I yeah. do think that, yeah, talking <laughs> to people really help because that's how you build your relationships. That's how others, if you ever want to improve your career, they're the people who are going to give you the references um, and promote you who you are. Can I jump yeah. on that as well? Because the bit I forgot to say was also I think that you have to, and this is a, a not a, a natural thing, I think, for a lot of Aussie women to do. Maybe mm -hmm. as an American, it comes more naturally to us. But you have to sort of promote yourself, you know. And I heard a great talk from a woman CTO in Sydney many years ago where she was like, a lot of women, I think, think that if they just do their job really well, someone's going to walk by and plunk a tiara on their head and give them opportunities. And that's not the way it happens. You have to actually, A, tell people. You know that you're good at what you do and what you do and, and make sure that your boss and other people in the company know and also let them know that you're open to opportunities and that you want to do more because they're not just going to come by and do that. Like, you have to ask. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with that. Like, you've got to put yourself out there, like whether it's with the community outside or inside work, just to say, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I'm good at. And it, like, like what Chris said, I don't think it comes natural for Australians, especially females in Australia. Like we're more quiet, we're more humble. We don't really want to talk about ourselves. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. You know, building your brand is important, although it sounds like a bit of a buzzword. Um, <laughs> May, I have a question from the audience. What's your highlight of your career at AWS, May? Eating Vegemite by the spoonful, though. Actually, Chris, that's, that's because of you. What? <laughs> um, so I did um, training and certification show with yeah. Ben. So because you introduced me to Ben and we did a show last two years ago. I can't believe that. It was two years ago. Thank you to Chris. And um, I did a six-week show on, the, um, on, on Twitch and we did these things asking the audience whether they want the host to do the Vegemite eating by like eating the spoonful of Vegemite. Which host do they want to um, <laughs> to eat the oh, um sorry? Yeah. <laughs> so that was painful. Oh, the um yeah. <laughs> it's still sitting somewhere on the YouTube. And then we did a few Tim Tam Slam because I've never done 
done the Tim Tam Slam. Oh. It was delicious. And uh, we did that on live. Uh, that was pretty funny. And um, it was on there. Yeah, it was building the serverless application from scratch. And um, if you don't know, the TNC training and certification team, um, thanks, Ben. Ben is uh, my co-host as well. So um, they're doing amazing shows around certifications. Um, you know, the people who's getting into uh, technologies, getting hands-on, learning on Twitch in really um, fun and casual environment. So go and check it out. Thanks, Ben, for, <laughs> for joining the session. So yeah, networking. And um, yeah, somehow Chris was my manager at that time and you got me introduced into TNC. There you go, networking helps in that case. <laughs> <laughs> May, do you want to ask this question to the uh, to the guests? Yeah, this is really interesting. So, what advice do you have for entry level engineers from Michelle's? Um, Chris, do you want to get started? I'm sure the other two ladies will have technical advice for you. So I'll sidestep the technical issue for right now. And I will tell you the best advice I can give you at the start of your career is to negotiate hard when you get that offer. Because guess what? Every guy going in at that level is going to do it. And you don't realize what a back foot that is going to put you on for your career. Like uh, my, my now husband and I worked at the same company straight out of uni he negotiated hard and I didn't. And within like two years, he was making a significant percentage more than I was just because of where we started. Um, so that that's my one tip. I'll, I'll let them talk about the tech. But my advice to all you young ladies starting out is know your worth and negotiate hard. It's great. Great advice there, um, Chris. Thank you. Um, Lucy, what do you reckon? Ah, okay. One thing, don't be afraid. Like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Like I know for me, when I was going into my first job, I was scared to put in resumes. I didn't know what was going to be a good job for me, what was a good fit. So I think the biggest advice is put yourself out there. Um, and then the same, know your worth. Like I think that was the one thing now that I'm older, I'm in my career longer, I've learned that. But knowing your worth from an earlier age and from out of uni is going to help you in the long run. And it's going to also help I guess with your other colleagues you're working with um, where you stand and not it's going to be like you're in you're there you're here to bring the job but you're not scared to show your worth as well like I think the best thing as well is embrace working with especially in engineering like we are in a male-dominated um, environment still embrace working with them you'll learn a lot from your other male parts but you'll also teach them a lot about the way we think as females. So whether it's a different perspective or um, different values or ethics, it's, I think, very important there. Yeah, that, that's, very, that's very valuable. I feel like that's speaking from the, your own experience. Um, <laughs> Zainab, what do you reckon, like, for entry-level engineer starting out the new career, what advice do what advice you gave? Um, I'll tell based on my experience, things that work for me. Like, for example, one thing that worked for me and I started at the start was joining a consulting company because of how much I was exposed to different opportunities, how much I was able to learn. And, and like, I think making small choices about your career. So, like, sometimes, like, when you're feeling comfortable with, um, with the technology and the place that you're working, then... The, the amount of learning that you could learn, it's a lot less. So like making yourself, changing your careers, whether that's changing companies, whether it's being a consultant, or whether it's changing your projects inside the same company. So whatever opportunities that you, you can take, have a look at them and, and try to make smart choices. That's one thing. The other one was putting yourself in uncomfortable positions. So like, if you're working in a team and there's like lots of different tickets and cards to pick up, pick up the ones that you know that you have no idea anything about it. Because like at the, at the start, it's very uncomfortable. It's very intimidating. But like, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? You just shout out for help and people come and help you. Like, you know, people are really nice. And there's a lot of people that are there for you when you actually start um, asking for help. So making making yourself uncomfortable and that those situations are the best for you to to open your learning opportunities 
And the last thing is feeling confident in expressing yourself. So I see that with a lot of women that um, they often judge themselves a lot and they question themselves without like if they have a technical question or if they have a thought process in meetings, they don't often speak up and they judge themselves inside before like actually expressing what they think and what they ask and just feel like there's no dumb question. It's okay to say, I don't understand this. It's okay to ask questions and no question is dumb. Just um, if you start feeling confident about not knowing things, um, it makes a lot. It makes a lot of things easier, and um, you open yourself in a lot of different opportunities. That's that's really great advice. So, what you're saying is, you know, try different things, especially at the early career. You try lots of different things and you know what you like what you don't like and what's your passions and that's the best way to find out and then as you as you get into your career as you're more tenure you can make choices and um and then speak up as i totally agree i i was worried like at at um amazon and also in aws um everyone is superstar when i started uh, well everyone's sales superstar, but I was a little intimidated by people in the group, especially in the Chris team. Everyone's so smart. Everyone knows everything. And I'm like, if I ask some questions, I'm going to look like, I'm like, I don't know anything. I don't even know how to book meetings. <laughs> That's the silly <laughs> questions I thought. I'm like, but then when you ask, they're like, oh yeah, there's a, there's a different tools, like multiple tools that we use in AWS to book a meeting. <laughs> so um, there's no there's no silly questions to ask. You ha you just have to speak up and, um, and uh, you know, express your opinion. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, we do have one question from the audience. <laughs> I know Derek. this. <laughs> hey, Derek. Get back to work. Get back to my team. <laughs> Can I ask this question? I'm really passionate about um, grade 12, thinking about a career in tech, um, and AWS does do a lot of work with grade 12, grade eights to 12s, I think, uh, especially uh, girls in high school. And um, I'm part of a program called AWS Get IT, uh, and we talk about not just the cloud and the foundational knowledge around it, but it's all about the design thinking part of it. And um, it's really fascinating to hear from high schoolers about what they perceive what the cloud is. So we've had some really awesome interactions with that, but enough about me. I want to hear from the guests. Um, okay, we'll start off with uh, Zainab. What are your thoughts around um, high schoolers thinking about a career in tech? I think, um, so like I always think technical and I always want to like, you know, have workshops and things for high school students to show them that what are the opportunities like it's, I myself I started as uh, IT as an accident like following my best friend this is what she was doing and I was doing that um, but I think we are not in a day and age that we should choose uh, our careers and paths um, by accident so making those opportunities available for, for year 12s and like you know um, students who wants to want to think what they want to do for their career by running workshops, by running programming classes, and thinking of the ways to make the, them cool. Like, for example, Python is quite boring. Like, things that are black screen, nothing happens. Like, it's quite boring. If, if you can find interactive ways that makes um, students excited about coding, that would be um, one way to get them excited. Yeah, definitely need that visual aspect, right? I uh, totally agree with that. And that, that applies to adults as well. Uh, demos on terminals, uh, you know. <laughs> It's okay, but people get bored after a couple of minutes. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts about uh, grade twelve as a high school high school is looking for a career in tech? Well, you know, I I'm, I I don't have kids, but I have nieces and nephews. I bought my niece, which is like three years old or something. I bought her a computer engineer Barbie. Um, <laughs> I was like, if she turns out to an engineer, I get to claim credit for this. And my sister was like, you know, she just wants to brush its hair, right? But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, look, I, I, I've seen a lot of cool programs around this, like Get IT. As you mentioned, I was actually involved in that back in Germany uh, a year or two ago and, and seeing kids build amazing apps. Um, uh, uh, we've got the Girls Programming Network I've helped out with here in Australia, which goes from, you know, primary school up to high school, um, teaching girls programming skills. Like, there's so much of that. But I also think that just, you know, we have it's on us a little bit to, like, help inspire them. Um, I remember being at a conference 
in uh, in Melbourne, actually, maybe sort of five, six years ago. And there was a really cool speaker there. Uh, Suze Hinton, actually. She's Australian, but she lives in America. And she was getting ready to give a technical talk. Um, and she was trying to get her dress and the microphone, you know, because microphones and wearing a dress don't always work. And she mentioned something about, like, being uncomfortable wearing a dress. She doesn't normally wear them. And I was like, oh, why don't you wear, like, you know, jeans and a hoodie like everybody else? And she's like, I, I want to make it okay at, for there to be feminine women in dresses at tech events. And I was like, God, yes, that's brilliant. Like, you know, I, I think um, when you join the industry, you want to fit in. And a lot of times that means sort of going along with, with what everybody else is doing. But uh, I have consciously tried more now to model, you know, different behaviors and to be a little bit more authentic. Um, and I think that that shows that, no, we're not all the same. And it's not all nerdy guys sitting in a basement wearing a hoodie. Um, <laughs> And if you like doing that, that's cool. You know, I married that dude. That's fine. But like, you know, there's a, there's other types of people in the industry too. Uh, I love your AWS dress that you have that yes. you're wearing. <laughs> oh, but wait, you see version two. <gasps> it's coming. There's version two. Wow. Can we get a sneak peek? <laughs> Not um, yet. Maybe, maybe. Well, my sewing machine's still on the boat from Germany. So until until I get that, it's going to remain a dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Chris. Thanks for that. Uh, Lucy, what do you think about high schoolers and career in tech? Yeah, um, so I resonate with this a lot. Um, I found in my high school, like also where I was in, I went to an all-girls school up in North Queensland. IT was not the thing there. Like it was arts, English, really more on that girlier kind of subjects you think more about so what got me going is I really loved maths I liked science so I did all the science and math subjects I could and then the IT class that we had it was definitely more on the like website website building graphic design it wasn't that true IT thing but I think what got me and I think what we can help more is doing the more practical classes in the schools but also promoting it like I think yeah it's we want to promote year 12s. We want to promote young people to come into IT. But that's not going to happen as well if the schools don't provide that as a subject. Like, how can we push it if they're not going to provide that as an opportunity for for the school children? Um, so when I came to uni and I got to open my eyes, that was just an exciting new experience. Because, like, oh, there's IT. There are like-minded people who enjoy math, enjoy science. I enjoy video games, um, enjoy that more nerdier thing. Like even though it could be considered uncool, you can still be the fun, nerdy person and wear the dresses or be feminine and have fun. Like for myself is I know I'm a nerd. I love math. I love science. I like STEM. I love my job. But I'm also that girly person. I love dresses. I love makeup. You just kind of need to combine it together in a way and just – play around as well but it's also starting with the schools like if they're not going to we they need to put those classes in for those students to be able to join and learn those activities and pursue those careers as well yeah totally agree need that interactivity um around you know the hands-on stuff right um i'm even thinking from the address side what depressor what else is there but yeah. <laughs> um yeah like, uh, I yep, can definitely imagine like my favorite classes in school is science because I love the practical science classes like chemistry theory hated it but practical chemistry was so much fun and that's that was one of my favorite classes because of how practical it was and getting those practical classes in is going to help I think for people who are wanting to pursue that more STEM field in general they're not just having it as a English class go to your assignment you're doing your assignment for the entire year and you're a bit bored yeah gotta have fun with the um you know <laughs> assessments and um all the classes right now speaking of fun i know may you want to ask some iwd questions over to you may i do so because today we are celebrating international women's day so there is a few questions that we have lined up and um i'm gonna start with chris like first of all um why why is International Women's Day important to you and also this year what are you what are you how are you celebrating or how are you um, participating in the events for IWT? 
Well, first of all, May, it's International Women's Day, and I do not have a pink cupcake anywhere within arm's reach. So this is unacceptable. Everyone knows this is a day of pink cupcakes. Um, no, really. I mean, look, we were talking about this before the show. Like, I, I to be a bit cynical, like, a lot, I think a lot of International Women's Day stuff can sometimes be a bit performative. And and so, like, like um, Lucy was just saying, I like practical things. Um, and so I've uh, one of the things I'm really happy with that I've seen it at Amazon this year at AWS, a lot of the sessions that we're running are practical stuff. Uh, one on negotiation. I'm actually leading one tomorrow on public speaking. Um, I want more women doing public speaking on behalf of the company uh, to, to sort of broaden the way yeah. people see us. Um, so I love the practical sessions. But to me, look, I, I'm, I'm a member of the Women at Amazon Global Board. Um, this is an affinity group we have. It's the biggest one. Uh, for employees, um, women, and our allies at Amazon. Uh, and so we've got so, it's just been wonderful seeing all the activities that are happening all around Asia Pacific, um, not just here in Australia, New Zealand. So uh, I'm really, I'm really proud of everything we're doing. Um, I'm also, it's a day to rant about some of the things that suck, and I'm not trying to put all sunshine and rainbows on it, you know. Um, there's a lot of industries and a lot of companies where we should call out things that need to be fixed absolutely uh, but we can do that and have some fun and celebrate our accomplishments as well awesome um very cool thanks for sharing that chris um i'm gonna go to zainab um why why is international women's day important to you and um, you're celebrating today with us but is there any other events that you're celebrating um i think no the answer to second question <laughs> just being here and um yeah trying to be visible um that woman role model um because we don't have many technical women role models so um yeah trying to be visible and doing my little bit of part of the community inspiring other people to come and pick up technical and it's okay it's cool it's not, nothing scary um the the other thing why is it important to me i think we all have unique perspectives, um, but like working in a male-dominated environment, um, I don't want to categorize people, but sometimes male, they have this logical thinking that like with um, with their decisions, they usually go with like, oh, this is the right solution versus like, there's a lot of other things to consider as well. Like the, the how does your decision is going to impact other people? How is, as your decision, it's going to impact um, end customers. And like, there's a lot of those um, perspectives I think as a woman you can bring into um, into the into the circle um, and uh, I think combining our differences and our different perspectives and unique point of views it's going to help us to help the customers the best ways that we can for example like you know like if, if like the technical decision was like going with like Go language because uh, it's performant. It's really cool. It's easy. It's a thing we like to do to make techy techy decisions and make things more complicated than it is. But then, like, also thinking about the other side of it, like how is people gonna maintain it after we leave? Yeah. How how's that gonna impact other people? Yeah. Just yeah. Um, you know, different perspectives. I think it helps a lot. Absolutely. Um. Thank you for, so much for sharing that. What about you, Lucy? I, I'm kind of in a, with the importance both of what Chris and Zainab was saying in terms of I think it's important we are celebrating our differences and it's important yeah. for us as women we are promoting who we are, what we talk about and our views, but that should also be an everyday thing, not just for today. Absolutely. And I think the big thing is with International Women's Day, it does feel sometimes like a glorified day in a sense where we're like celebrating women and I love that, but why aren't we doing that all the time? Like that should be just a part of our days and we should be celebrating not just women, but everyone like for all their viewpoints, well, what they think about their logical thinking uh, and what they bring to your community, whether it's in your career or in your personal life. Um, in terms of celebrating, I think like I say now, mainly just to stream and I'm just excited to be a part of you. So Amazing. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, we have got one more question, uh, Mai. Do you want to do you want to ask the last question? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, before we do, I'm just interacting with some of the audiences. And so Olga Yay. says she's wearing a bright <laughs> pink dress. Awesome. 
That is great. Um, I'm still a bit afraid of wearing dresses for someone. <laughs> I was tempted. I actually had a dress on this morning. I was like, should I wear a dress on? Ah, wear my shirt. Comfortable. <laughs> How about we wear a dress at the ANZ um, Sydney Summit? <laughs> oh, I will probably be in one with AWS logos on it. So let's. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think we need to create some official swag, like a, yes. a dress. Yeah. Make it an official swag and, you know, we'll buy it. We'll represent. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> My hourly rate is really high. My, so <laughs> I'm not volunteering for that one. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so, Nadia Ray, so in addition to educating them with tech, we need to feed the young girls mentally that coding is not hard and they can do everything. Yes, definitely. It's the mindset that matters. Um, and I would add to that, uh, be prepared to fail. Uh, it's okay to fail and fail repeatedly until you get a su uh, successful outcome. Um, I think a lot of people are, are afraid to fail. Um, and that's what I tell my daughter and you know, anyone that uh, that's keen to listen, it's okay to fail. Yeah. Um, so the failure mentality. Uh, we celebrate a lot of our successes. That. There's a great book mm -hmm. on that, uh, Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck. Oh, yeah. I learned about that at Sydney Girl Geeks and read it. And, yeah, it, it's, really it's about effort and not being afraid to fail. Yeah, especially if you write code and you will see a lot of failure when, I'm, <laughs> when you're writing code and testing. <laughs> Awesome. So the question, so uh, what advice uh, would you give to viewers? We're talking about uh, inclusion, diversity and equity um, to foster this uh, within their own organization. And this could be a shout out to your, your current organization and what you're doing within uh, your current one. So love to hear your viewpoints. Let's start off with Lucy. Okay. Um, so I'm going to guess being a part of the community, like I think in general, that's a great part, whether it's the community in your job, whether, um, ever, whether it's teaching people, mentoring. But for me personally, um, I'm a big believer of making the effort to like, especially now we're in remote working, coming in once a week and going out for lunch with your team. And then that way you're still getting to learn about them. Who, What, what are they doing in their personal lives and you're building those relationships and you're making sure that you are including everyone, whether they're like depending on their backgrounds, their views, you're including them in your circle and your social group, but also making them feeling included as part of the team and organization you're working in. So I am a big believer on like building out that social event. Um, whether it's, yeah, just going out for lunch once a week and, hanging out and not talking about work, talking about what you're doing at home, whether it's your children, your dogs. Uh, I have someone in my team who loves their yard. So we talk about uh, the yard work we're doing each time or the house renos. Um, for instance, recent, I recently moved into a house. Uh, it was a whole big thing. I had wells, wishing wells in my yards. It was oh, updates. Wow. Yeah. Updates every week of other wishing wells gone or the chandeliers in my house. So talking about like those kind of things of building that community there. Thanks, Lucy. Yeah, definitely building the community is important for inclusion, diversity and equity. Uh, let's go to Chris. What are your thoughts around uh, building that uh, capability within, you know, everyone's individual organisations that they belong to? Yeah, I think if you do run a community, and I we were talking about this, Lucy's run, you know, we're all part of different local meetup groups and communities. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that there are a lot of groups who are like, how do we get more women speaking? How do we get more women attending or people who just aren't, you know, the traditional white cisgendered guy? Um, and I think, A, getting some people, uh, diverse people on the organizing committee helps um, and modeling that. And you really, it's a lot of work to actually find people and be inclusive. You, I've seen groups run like first time speaker events and actually give people mentors so that new speakers can, you know, have do a shorter talk and have a, a ramp up to get them up to speed. So I'd encourage you to try things like that. As a leader, as a team leader, um, something that's been really helpful for me is having a mentor or at times even a professional coach who can point out to me when I have blind spots. You know, I, I know that I have blind spots. I know that as an extrovert, I work with a lot of introverts and I don't always uh, understand them or, or, or I assume that they will react to something the same way that I will. 
Um, so if you are a people leader, you know, getting some sort of objective external advice on how you're interacting with people can can really help make sure you're not inadvertently um, excluding someone just just due to the biases that we all have. Yeah, definitely. As an introvert, I can attest. <laughs> um, it, it is difficult to sort of understand the extrovert mindset, but, you know, you've got to come to a middle ground. Um, so I totally agree on that aspect. Thanks, Chris. What about you, Zaino? Uh, what are your thoughts around improving inclusion, diversity and equity? Uh, I think um, very similar to what Lucy and Chris said, um, creating that inclusive culture, I think it's the biggest thing in an organisation that makes it inviting for um, other genders and other people with um, from different groups to join your company. Like, for example, like, Sometimes, like, messages are emotionless, like, emails and texts, like, you know, you can't read emotions, but, like, being kinder in the way that you're delivering your message. And sometimes, like, it's about, like, let's get into a call and discuss this in details or, like, and then the best from people. Um, I, I had, like, great, amazing mentors in my life, male mentors. And I learned the best from them when they were listening. And, and like, one of the biggest um, aspects of, like, making the culture more inclusive is even though you think uh, the person that is trying to stay their point, the point might be wrong because you have more experience and things, but being listening to their ideas and being open, it helps a lot. And in a lot of cases, like, you, you will learn through listening from um, other perspectives. So. Yeah, thanks for that. Definitely learning from other perspectives is key, isn't it? Now, with that, we've only got a couple of minutes more left. And um, as a call to action, I guess what is happening in the next couple of weeks? And uh, May, uh, what's happening in the next couple of weeks? So for us... Uh, next month, sorry. <laughs> next month. But we feel like this is the next couple of weeks since a lot of, um, a lot of work has been going in. <laughs> so we have got the ANZ... Sydney Summit is coming up on 4th of April. So I'm going to share a link. That's a wrong link. <laughs> I've copied. <laughs> um, so I'm going to share a link in there in a minute. Um, so we have got Sydney Summit in person coming in, um, but the registration has filled up. But we also have on-demand re registration still open. So you can still sign up for the uh, on-demand session to watch amazing sessions. And um, there are technical sessions, keynotes, leadership sessions, so all sort of uh, levels and job um, job roles to explore. Um, the other thing is, if you are visiting in person, uh, myself, my and Chris is going to be at the ICC in person, and we're going to have She Builds Tech Skill booth at the ICC. So come and check out us. Um, come and have a chat to us. If you want to learn more about tech skills, want to learn more about She Builds, and we have uh, a range of other programs that's running, and uh, have a chat. Let's connect and, um, and be part of the community. So that's yeah. one. We have got more. <laughs> and Chris, do you want to talk about the um, the community event and serverless day? Yeah, I am going to be in Melbourne. I'm flying to Melbourne tomorrow night. Um, I'll be speaking at serverless days ANZ on Friday. Uh, tickets, I think, close tonight. So if you haven't got a ticket and you want to go, um, please book your ticket now. Um, there's some really great speakers uh, who are going to be doing technical deep dives on everything serverless. You should come along. It'd be really fun. Awesome. And Zainab, do you have any last comments and what's happening in terms of community, what's happening at Mechanical Rock, etc.? Um, I think this year um, we have latency conference. If you're from WA, latency conference is gonna it's going to be running. Now they closed um, the call for papers, but um, the tickets are open, so feel free to grab them. And the other conference I'm hoping to organize is Data Edge Bytes. Super excited about it, uh, bringing more data engineering skills into our community. So if you're into data, um, yeah, keep your eyes on for that conference too. Thanks, Zainab. And Lucy, uh, what's happening in your space? Yeah, um, so on the 23rd of March, we'll have our next AWS user group in Brisbane, and we'll be focusing on the operations space, so things like keeping your platform and AWS environment operating at all times and improving the performance. Uh, we're going to be having some speakers from the community in Brisbane. So if you're around the Brisbane area that night, come free, come 
come to the AWS office to enjoy. We always have free beer in Pisa, which is a fun part of it all. Um, but it's also a great, uh, great event. We had our previous user group on the 23rd of February, and it was the biggest one in multiple years. So we had, excluding the AWS attendees, over just under 100 people from the Brisbane community who showed up. So it was a great event and we had, it was talking about security and had a great panel. Yeah, definitely. All right, with that, we're going to wrap up today. Thank you very much for listening in uh, and you can tune into YouTube and uh, other podcasting platforms if you want to know more. So thanks to all of our guests and we'll see you next time on AWS SheBuilds Tech Skills. Thank you. Thank you.